I want to talk for a few minutes this morning, really just following on actually from what Martin said, just about being free. Have you ever noticed that um, the Lord says, the Bible says that uh, Jesus set us free? But then he also said that actually we had to try and stay free. I want to talk about staying free. Because it seems to me that staying free is a whole different thing to being free. That there are a lot of things that actually uh, come into our lives that try and take capture of the guys. And the Bible says in Galatians 5 verse 1, we're going to be in Galatians 5 and 6 for the next three, three or four weeks. Um, I've just been kind of, just before Christmas, I was just meditating on these, these passages of Scripture really. And I've got a couple of things I want to pick out of them really, just to talk about. Trying to address how we live as uh, followers of Christ what God, what I feel the Lord's saying to us just about how we need to engage with him and some of those things. But verse 1 says this, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Amen. Amen. Then it says this, stand firm and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. What that says to me is that it's perfectly possible for us to be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And I want to talk a little bit about that today because uh, I, I believe that God wants us to uh, really live in freedom. And um, I, I, I don't want to talk a long time this morning because we've had one sermon and this is sermon two. We could just call it tag team and so it's just the second part of sermon one. If that makes you feel better. But I just want to talk a little bit about um, uh, this whole idea of staying free, of being free. Because the Bible says actually freedom in Christ. We want to live in the freedom of being people of God. And, and this scripture here, he's talking to the church. And there's a whole backstory here, as there always is in the scriptures, of, of people coming into freedom, into salvation, and being excited by it, and being free about it. And, and coming out of the, the law, and coming out of having to meet rules and regulations, and trying to please people, and trying to do all those kind of things. And just finding that God... As Martin so eloquently put it, God loves us just as we are. Isn't that a great thing? Some of you need to look at the person next to you and remember that God loves them just as they are. Do you know what I mean? It's like he, he loves us. We don't have to do anything else. He just pours out his grace upon us. You know, so, and, and we've got to understand that and put it into our hearts and hold on to it. And, and, um, uh, and what's happening here in Galatians is, is that people are coming and they're saying, well, that's true. God loves you as you are. However, you need to do this. However, we really want you to do that. However, you should be a better person. And you know, all that does is it takes away our freedom, doesn't it? Because all of a sudden, it's about how good we are and how much how good we are makes God happier. As if God's happiness depended upon us. Hello? How many of you know the trouble with too many of us is we let our happiness depend on other people? Hello? I'm going to say hello a lot this morning. I just feel in that kind of mood. (laughs) You know, somebody once told me off saying that. Somebody left this church over the fact that I said hello. Can you believe the stuff that Christians do, man? I find it very upsetting you say hello. Say goodbye. No, I didn't say it like that. Okay. But come on, let's be honest. See, we find stuff to get offended about. Why? Because the Bible says that we have to stay free. See, and when we choose to get offended, what we are choosing to do is put a chain around our neck that actually fetters our lives and says, I'm offended now. Well, friends, Jesus went to the cross, so you don't have to be offended. You know what? I've got this thing in my heart now. I'm just, I I think I'm talking to the staff about it. You know, uh, the Bible says that Jews look for signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach what? 
Christ. Friends, you know, all the wisdom in the world that's in the book, Father, all the signs and powers, we want to see them. But friends, when they become the focus of what we're about, we miss out on Christ. And Christ is the one that makes a difference in people's lives. And when we're just about what they say and what they, friends, we miss it. And so I, come, come back, Dave, you've got to go back to your sermon. I've been a pastor 25 years this year. I feel, I feel, I feel as if I've earned a rant. It's not going to be today, but watch out, it's coming. It says, do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Listen, people, I don't know about you, but I find I can be free as a bird and then somebody can say something to me and instantly I can become a slave in an instant. Anybody else know what that feels like? Friends, I don't want to live dependent on how everybody else feels about me because I know that people have a wide variety of opinions about me. So I've got to somehow live in the freedom that Christ has given me so I don't spend my life trying to please everybody. Friends, you don't need to do that. Let me take the burden off your life. You don't have to do that. God loves you just as you are. Now, he wants to improve your character. We've heard about it. But do it for the Lord. Don't do it for people. I remember somebody coming to me once in my last church. I was at a funeral in a suit. I only ever wear a suit at weddings and funerals. Just get used to it. And uh, this man came up to me, this lady came up to me and said, you know, my father really loves you in a suit. I thought, that was weird. <laughs> okay, uh, it's not the kind of conversation I envisage at the start of the day. And, um, you know, he just really like it if you wore a suit on Sundays. Oh, pressure. Stalwart member of the church. You know, they've all got an opinion. Oh, yeah, we would love our pastor just to fit into our little box. And so I said to her, with all the love of my heart, your father's going to spend his life very disappointed, isn't he? <laughs> now, was I trying to be funny? No, I was just trying to say, hey, I thought this was Christianity. I thought this was freedom. I didn't think this was, I'll come to your church if you suit me. Now, friends, don't, don't all hurt me because we're all the same, aren't we? How many of us put burdens on other people? You see, this isn't just a one-way street. Friends, we put burdens on other people. We put expectations on the people. Well, I welcome you, but you've got to be nice to me. Friends, that's not what Jesus said. See, the more radical pits of Jesus' teaching, we kind of leave to ourselves, don't we, sometimes? I want to talk about being free. Okay, I've got how long? Not long. Come on, we can do this. I won't be burdened by a yoke of slavery. Let's call the clock. I want to talk about three ways, three things that we have to stand firm against. See, the Bible says stand firm. In other words, the Bible says this. Listen to this. This is really important. The, important, the, the responsibility for you staying in freedom lies with you. It doesn't lie with the people around you. Listen to me. It doesn't even lie with the Lord because the Lord has set you free. It lies with you. And so when you're enslaved, when you allow other people to burden you, when you allow other circumstances, you've got to recognize that if you're going to enjoy the life that God has given you, you've got to learn a strategy, a coping mechanism for saying, hey, when the world dumps on me, guess what? I'm going to live free. Because if I don't live free in that place, I won't be free. If I rely on other people to be free, I won't be free. I've got to find a way that I can work it out. It gets serious, doesn't it? Because I want to know how many people have wasted years, years, friends, of their lives as believers, not even before they were believers, as believers by carrying a burden of slavery. I want to set people free today. Come on, isn't that good news? I want to set people free. I want to lift burdens off people. Come on. Because we need to find that. Okay, three things. I've only got 20 minutes to do it, so we're going to fly. First of all, this. Um, 
three ways that we need to guard against. First, we need to guard against the plans of the evil one. The Bible says this in Ephesians 6, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Friends, sometimes I think it's just me, don't you? Sometimes I just think I'm having a bad week, a bad month, bad year. Sometimes I just think I've had a bad night and I'm just grumpy. And if you ask the wife, she'll tell you that's true. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just have that feeling in you, don't you? And it just overwhelms you. And you look and you just think it's you. But all of a sudden, every now and again, you get the impression that maybe you're just having to deal with some arrows of the evil one that are coming against you. See, the Bible says he sends them. So how come we're not looking for them? Because let's face it, if I stood up here with a bow and arrow this morning and started pointing them at you, you would be noticing, wouldn't you? Yeah, but they're going, okay, I'm going to just put uh, Rob in front of me and I'll hide behind him. You know, we'd all be looking for tall people, actually, not small people. You're okay. Um, it'd be Rob. <laughs> be free of that. Don't let that be a burden to you. Right there, okay. <laughs> Come on, we're living in truth this morning, aren't we? In fact, if I was there, everybody would be standing after me. Uh, I understand that. <laughs> well, they ain't going to miss him, are they? Yeah, that's for sure. Come on. Be free, Dave. Don't let that... Don't let that burden. See, the enemy wants to destroy your life. He does. Friends, you need to come to terms with that. The enemy wants to rob you of the freedom that Christ has given you. And he'll seek to do that in any way he can. Now, I'm not, see, I don't see demons everywhere, friends. I really don't. Okay? I, I, you know, um, but I do see the arrows of the evil one attacking the people of God. I do see that people get isolated and detached and all of a sudden we we lose them from the flock because the arrow of the evil one they haven't been prepared to defend themselves see people leave church and what they say is nobody phoned me what is that friends that's an arrow of the evil one it's called isolationism independence it's called self-pity it's an arrow of the evil one that he would seek to use to rob people of their place within the body of christ Oh, I'm getting a bit strong now, aren't I? Come on, friends. Now, I'm not saying other people don't do anything wrong because we've all been in church long enough to know that people do stuff wrong, don't we? If you haven't, trust me, it's going to happen. It'll probably be me as well. I'll walk to the back one day and you'll say, good morning, beloved pastor, and I won't reply. And you'll think, I hate him. <laughs> be something, something difficult like that that we'll have to try and get over. And the arrow of the evil one will come in and go, calls himself a man of God, has no time for you. And you'll go, yes. I'm trying to say it, friends. I'm trying to say it funny because it's just not funny. It's true. The number of people who get picked off because actually they're not ready. What does the Bible tell us to do? To lift up the shield of faith against the arrows of the evil one. Sometimes you just have to pick up the shield of faith and say, Lord, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know why I'm in this situation. I don't know why we've ended up here. But God, I know this. I trust you. I trust you. And we have to lift it up and say, you know what, Lord, I will not be deflected from this. The Bible says that the enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. How many of you know he's going to look for you at times? It says this, resist him, standing firm in the faith. In other words, sometimes you have to go, okay, it's my turn to be on the front line today. I'm just going to have to stand firm in the faith. You know, in the Roman uh, 
uh, soldier sent, you know, w- would have a shield, and they would take turns on the front row. That's, they had this amazing system. They would stand on the front row, and they would be engaged in the battle for a period of time. And then they would do a maneuver whereby they would push back the enemy and step back, and someone else would step in. And everybody had to go on the front line. When you know, friends, you will be on the front line at times. You might wish it was not your turn, but sometimes it is. Some of you are in the front line just now in your faith. I understand that. I'm your pastor. I've been talking to you. I've been dialoguing with you. I've been watching you. Some of you are having to fight for just to stand, and it's like all hell is arrayed against you. The Bible says you've got to resist standing firm in the faith. You've got to take your part. Because if you don't want to lose your freedom, you have to fight to keep it. You have to say, I will not let go of the God who's taken hold of me. I will hang on to him with everything I have. He is the most precious person in my life. And I will stand strong in him. Friends, you, need, you know, I, I realize we all get wounded on the front line as well. Okay, I haven't got time. I'm, 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 I'm trying to help you here. I'm not trying to deal with that. Of course, we can look after the wounded and all of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, actually, all of us need to recognize that if we're going to protect ourselves from the arrows of the evil one, from the plans of the enemy who will seek to overcome us, we have to hold up the shield of faith, okay? Uh, I'm just, I haven't got time to speak any more about that. But, uh, well, apart from to say this, James 4 verse 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. See, as you resist him, actually he has no more authority over your life. When you say, actually, you know what, devil? I'm not going to believe that lie. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to declare the word of God about my life. I'm going to confess what God can do. I spoke last week in Northampton in, in, in the evening about confessing what God can do in your life. And I don't mean confessing just, you know, what you can do, because we all like to do that, the power of positive thinking. Well, you know, some of us haven't got very positive thinking, have we? So what we have to learn to do is confess what God can do. See, when David came against Goliath, he didn't come against Goliath going, man, check me out, I'm going to take you down, big boy. He said this, I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, whom you have defied, and in his name I'm going to cut your head off and feed you to the pigeons. Pigeons, crows. Birds, something. He said, I'm going to... I'm going. See, his confession was not in him, his confession was in God. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And he said it in the, in the context of having needs in his own life. See, and so we have to confess that. How do we overcome the arrows of the evil one? We confess who Jesus is in us. Okay, number two. This is a biggie. This is a woozy. The expectations of others. I'll tell you what, the expectations of others, like this bloke who said to me, put on a suit, the expectations of others will try and rob you of your freedom. People will try and put pressure on you, peer pressure on you, all kinds of expectations to make you conform to what they want you to be. It's just the way that society works. And friends, if you're going to be free in Christ, you have to learn to stand against the expectations of others sometimes. You have to be able to say, you know what, I'm just not receiving that. I'm just not going to live under that. I've often told the story, my first day in the ministry in Hanley, I got out of the car with my new bride. We were just back from our honeymoon. Julia was like, oh, this is going to be fun, isn't it, being a pastor's wife? We were just about to walk into the, the church, and a woman met me outside, and her first words to me were, you're not God's man for this church. I didn't even got in the door. I haven't even said a word. I mean, I'm thinking, thank God she didn't wait to hear me speak. Do you know what I mean? Man alive, her expectations of me were like, you're nobody. Get out of here. Who do you think you are? Christians, eh? They can be encouraging. (laughs) Six months later, she came back and said, I was wrong, wasn't I? I said, yeah, you were wrong. 
<laughs> you know, because because their sin can make your sin come out. You know what I mean? Um, but I just, I, you know, I was wrong. But you see, so often we can let the expectations of others, friends, the things that others say, the, the things that you feel you have to be squeezed into. And people say things to you and they mean them well, but actually what they do is become a burden to you. And you're carrying it because you feel, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. I, I'm not clever enough to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not spiritual enough to do that. Friends, we've got to start to deal with the expectations of other people and say, you know what, I'm free in Christ. This is who I am. Paul goes on in Galatians 5 and he says this, I declare to, I didn't have the time to read the chapter, but it's a doozy. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised as he is obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by the law have been alienated from Christ. This is my lovely phrase. You have fallen away from grace. Friends, people fall away from grace all the time. You fall away from grace when you say to yourself, I haven't prayed enough for God to answer my prayers today. You've fallen away from grace. You've become someone who feels burdened by the expectations of others because other people seem to pray more. And because you don't pray as much as them, you think to yourself, well, I don't know if God will hear me today because actually I'm not very spiritual. Friends, that's not grace. That's law. That's not grace. That's religion. That's what people will do. People will make you feel you're not good enough. You're not spiritual enough. He said it today. You're good enough. God loves you. He'll listen to you. He's got a heart for you. He's got a plan for you. He'll prosper you. You just have to believe that you live in the grace of God. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Friends, some of us, we just need to remember we were wretches and now we're somebody who's saved by the grace of God. And so when other people say stuff which kind of becomes a little bit of a burden to you, you need to just kind of look at them and smile at them and go, well, thanks very much. Just leave. Don't let the words of other people, friends, don't let the wounds of other people become a chain around your neck. You've got to say, you know what, I will not live with that. Because I can't afford to live like that, friends. I've got too much to do. I can't afford to, to spend my life worrying about what everybody says about me. And all, I need to serve God. I need to love my wife and bring up my children. I need to lead a church. I've got time to be uh, worried about one person who just wants to put a burden around my neck and say, well, you know, I've had somebody say to me once, listen, friends, honestly, the stuff people say to pastors, it's outrageous. It's no worse than they say to you, I'm sure. They said, I really love this church, and I would really like to stay if only you would be a bit quieter. I don't think she was talking to me. She was talking about all of us. And I just looked at her and said, well, that's lovely. You know, if you want quiet churches, there are millions of them. Just go and find one. So I said, no, I'll define that. If you want quietness on Sunday morning, just go down. There's loads of churches. We can just be quiet. I'm not against that, by the way. I'm just saying that's not who we are. I said to her, I have to say to you, you joined us. We didn't join you. You joined us. You became part of us. If you don't want to be part of us, that's absolutely fine. But don't ask us to change everything just to accommodate you. Because actually, we're okay. Aren't we? Man, life, sometimes you worry. If, if, if we uh, had to please everybody, we wouldn't get anything done, would we? Can you imagine if I got up on Sunday morning? Okay, we're just going to sing a song. Anybody got a favorite? Yes, brother. Yes, what is it? Yeah. Okay, everybody like that one? Oh, you don't. Oh, sorry. Um, what do you like? Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's a bit noisy. Let's turn it down. Oh, it's a bit quiet. Let's turn it up. Do you know what I mean? What is it? Friends, I'm being funny this morning, but I'll tell you what it is. It's expectations. You see, somewhere in our lives, we think our expectations should be met by other people. And that's part of the problem. 
We think we have the right to put our expectations on other people and say, well, don't you behave like that with me? Don't you be freer than me? Don't you like it louder than I do? This is the right volume. This is the Holy Spirit edition volume. Anything louder than that, the anointing leaves. Anything quieter, the anointing increases. Now I'm trying to be, I'm just trying to provoke you a bit this morning, you know, because why? Because I've spent my life, friends, 25 years now, trying to get Christians to be free. And actually what I find is most of the stuff that I have to wade through with people is because they will not keep themselves free. That's a big statement to say, okay? I'm not talking about external influences. I'm talking about stuff that happens in people's lives where they take offense, where they feel that somebody's let them down, where they feel that somebody acted appropriately, and because they can't free themselves, they want the pastor to free them. But friends, what they don't understand is they're already free in Christ. And they have to free themselves. Let me read you another scripture. Okay, I'm having fun. See this, Galatians 2 verse 4, verse 4 and 5. This matter arose because some false believers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus and to make us slaves. Listen to this. We did not give in to them for a moment so that the truth of the gospel might be preserved for you. Don't you love that? They said we did not give in to them for a moment. In other words, we sat and we looked those false believers in the face and we said, shut up. That is wrong, that is. We will not lose our freedom in Christ because you want us to be your slaves. Friends, when somebody says to you, you should be living like this, say to them, listen, you know what? Well, in fact, they shouldn't even be saying it, but say to them, you know, shut up. I'm going to get into trouble for that. (laughs) Say to them, you know what? Thank you for your concern. Be gracious. But actually, you know what? I'm free in Christ. People love to restrict us. Religion loves to restrict people. Let's be honest. Religion loves to say to people, you have to be good enough, you have to be praying enough, you have to give enough, you have to do all those things. Friends, Jesus says, come as you are, I'll accept you. And because you come as you are and walk with me, then I'll teach you how to live. It's about a heart thing, it's about a heart response to the living God. Remember when Peter said to Jesus, when Jesus was talking about the fact he was going to be taken away and crucified, and Peter said to him, never Lord, this shall never happen to you. See, because Peter's expectation was that Jesus would lead a rebellion and he would bring victory to the whole of Israel. And what did Jesus say? Oh, good point, Peter. I appreciate your insight. No, he said to him, get behind me, Satan. Can you imagine that? Next AGM. That's a good point. Get behind me, Satan. We haven't had a bad AGM in my life, so I'm okay. I can use that as an illustration, okay? But what we're saying is, you've got to keep yourself... Even Jesus said, I will not be burdened by your expectations of what you want me to do. Friends, if Jesus did it to keep himself free, how much more should we? Come on, there's freedom in the house, isn't there? You know, there's, there's, there's a message, you know, I, you know, I preach some messages that I think are just really serious messages. This is one of them, folks. Because the truth is, some of us are not living in the freedom that we should be living in. Because other people have said things and it's robbed us of what Jesus called us to be. And we've been struggling ever since to be free because we feel this pressure of the burdens of people. You know, Jesus said of the Pharisees, these verses, and I remember as a pastor, it's a very important line to me. He says, you weigh the people down with burdens they were never meant to carry and you do not lift one finger to help them. Wow. He said to them, you Pharisees, you're just trying to control people. You know, friends, when somebody tries to control you and tell you what to do, friends, they've missed it. Jesus came to set people free. 
came to pe give people hope and a future, enable them to take hold of him. Okay, we're nearly done. In fact, <laughs> let me just step back. Paul says great things about the people who lay expectations on them. You need to read verse uh, 12. He says to these people who are trying to get people to circumcise, he says, as for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. What a great line. He says, in other words, I wish... Well, I won't go to the other, other version. He says, I wish they'd go the whole way and sort themselves out. I mean, this is Paul, isn't it? He's like, you know, he's not, he's not being too pastoral that morning, is he? He's saying, you know what? People should mind their own business and stop trying to control other people and lead them into uh, a burden in their lives. Okay, then thirdly, if we need to be free. So let me just recap because I'm ranting a bit. I'm going to start twitching in a minute up here. If we're going to be free, we have to deal with the plans of the evil one. How do we do that? We lift up the shield of faith. Friends, if we're going to be free, we have to uh, work with the expectations of others. We have to say, you know what? I will not give in to that. I will not. And that's what I mean. Sometimes we just have to say, you know what? We did not give in to it for a second. We have to say, you know what? That's not true, and I will not have it. I will not allow you to, to rob me of the freedom I have in Christ. You know, more, you know. See, isn't it amazing that when David danced before the Lord, his wife despised him. See, when people are freer than you are, we don't like it, do we? There's always a problem. There's always something that comes on. There's always something that says, you know what? I, I, I don't like people being too free in the house. Something, a mocking spirit comes up in us, and we look down on people because they're not restricted like we are. And there's a jealousy involved in it. What is that? That's allowing other people to rob us of freedom. And so we have to protect ourselves. We have to stand firm and say, you know what? I know who Jesus is. Listen, if Jesus has set you free, don't let anybody else put you into slavery. If you've got excited about Christ, don't let go of it. Just because other people are more miserable than you. If you're excited and shouting and worshipping and somebody else is looking at you going, oh. just go, get them, Lord. Blast them. Just fill them with your spirit, Lord. I'm just going to carry on worshipping you. Doesn't matter, does it? The Bible says bless and do not curse, by the way. And then finally, if we're going to be free, we have to deal with the limitations of ourselves. Because the truth is all of us are liable to do things that cause us to become captives to things in our own lives. 1 Corinthians six twelve says this, I have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything but I will not be mastered by anything. Friends, you know, some of us need to recognize if we're going to be free, we have to be really guarded against some of the things that are our weaknesses in life. There's a lot of them around nowadays. They're personal to each one of us. For some, it's sex. For some, it's spending. Some people in here this morning are slaves to debt because you can't control your spending. It's become a burden to you. And the freedom you have in Christ is tempered by the fact that you can't look day by day at your money situation without grieving. And you want God to fix it and you're desperate for him to send a million pounds and sort everything out. So you'll buy a ticket for the lottery because that might help. And friends, all those things. Why is that? Because you've been mastered by something that has taken control. We all have them, friends. We all have limitations to our flesh. So we need to recognize that we have to then deal with those things. We have to recognize and understand that. We have to 
be open about that. The Apostle John, in his letter, says this, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life come not from the Father, but from the world. He says, listen, there are three great temptations in life. The lust of the flesh, the desires of the flesh to want and have and to own and think, to take part and to experience something. He says the lust of the eyes to own things, to covet others, to take and want things. And he said the pride of life sense of power and authority, the sense of being somebody. And those three temptations really are the framework for so much of what leads us to give in to sin in our own lives. And friends, they might not always be the same. We are all given to different things, aren't we? But we have to recognize that actually each of us deals with these limitations in our lives. We say, Lord, I need to... Be honest about that. How do we deal with those things? The Bible says, um, Paul speaking of the thorn in his side, he says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Have you ever said to God, please take this away? Please God, this thing that I've just got into, can you not just set me free of it? Can you not just make me a better person overnight? God, that's what I want. I just want the problem to go away. That was Paul saying, Lord, I just don't want to live in this. And the Lord whispered these words to him, my grace is sufficient for you. He says, well, I'll teach you to overcome this weakness. I'll teach you to break this. I'll give you the strength to work it out. But it's going to take something from you to live in freedom. It's going to take you taking hold of me and learning to pray, maybe like you've never prayed before, and learning to resist and putting different structures into your life because you want to be free of it. It's got to take that commitment from you. My grace is sufficient. See, we want his grace to just be the thing that changes everything. But his grace is what set us free. And now we have to live in the freedom. My time's gone. Don't let yourselves be burdened by a yoke of slavery. The plans of the evil one. Sometimes you're just going to have to lift the shield of faith and say, God, I don't know what's going on here, but Lord, it feels as if just all hell is seeking to overwhelm my life. And so God, I just have to pray in faith today. God, keep me close to you. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to walk with you. Sometimes the expectations of others the, the pressure from other people to conform or do what they feel you know, is important to them and to listen to them and to allow them to, to have the say. You just have to say, you know what, I, Lord, I'm, not even gonna re- I'm gonna re- just not even give in to that because I want to live according to you. I want to live for your kingdom, Lord, not for theirs. I'm going to have to fight that sometimes. Sometimes, you know, and how we fight it in, in, in truth is, is individual to all of us. But sometimes we just have to say, some of us, if you're confrontational, I'm told I'm confrontational. So, um, you know, me, I'll just go straight up and start a dialogue. Bang. Okay, let's get into this. You're wrong. I'm right. Maybe that doesn't suit you. Maybe you just need to walk away and say, I will not allow that person to dominate my life. It's okay. You don't have to have a fight about it. You just have to say, I will not give in to them for a minute because I want to be free in Jesus. Here, here's the truth. Somebody here has been treated badly and you're holding on to bitterness and it's, it's a captive chain around you and you want other people to be punished so that you can be free. Friends, you're free already. You just have to take the chains off your neck. And to do that, you have to forgive the other person. The other person doesn't even have to know about it. 
Maybe they need to, maybe they don't. What needs to happen is for you to say, I will not let their expectations of me destroy my life. And then we have to deal with our own limitations, our own weaknesses. We have to say, Lord, your grace is sufficient for me. Let's pray. Well, friends, um, it's a big word, isn't it? Don't let yourself be burdened by a yoke of slavery. Time's gone, and I just want to do something very quickly this morning. I wonder would we all stand? You know what, I just, as we close our service this morning, I just want to do something very quickly. And, you know, I, I, I'm not asking everybody to respond to this, so please don't feel you have to. But I think some of you have got, just are lacking freedom this morning. You have let yourselves be burdened, okay? Let's, let's call it what it is. You've let yourself be burdened by yoke. Nobody else has put it on you. Somebody's tried to, but the truth is you've taken it upon you. And it, it, it's starting to dominate your life. I believe God wants to break that off today. Because you're free. And he wants you to help him to live in the freedom that, you, you've, that he's provided for you. And so, if that's you this morning, hey, we're not going to pray over people. You know, I can do that individually later on and all that stuff. But I just want you to say, you know what, I'm going to break free of this today. So I just want you to walk to the front and say, you know what, Lord, I need to break free of that. I know that's a strong thing to do. I know that's hard. But, you know, I just feel that the Lord wants to do that today. So if that's you, just come.